Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we first speak with Kathy, Reiki master from Soli Holistic. Kathy discusses her belief in the power of energy healing. Next, we hold a second conversation with Kim McAllister, certified angel light messenger at Rainbow Wings Consulting. Kim sits down to re-examine her belief in angels. But first up, let's speak with Kathy, Reiki master from Soli Holistic. The belief is the power of energy healing. Mm -hmm. On a scale from one to seven, how confident would you say that this belief is true? On a scale of one, one to, to seven. Seven. Yes. We're a little bit different here. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would say seven. I see it. I, you know, I live it. I see it. I see the end results of it. So. And on a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? Seven. How do you know it is true? I've seen it work. I am a Reiki master and teacher. So I have clients that come to me for the Reiki healing sessions and I see them when they walk in and I see them when they walk out. And the difference is just amazing. It's night and day. So when someone comes to you and they're uh, asking, let's say for Reiki work and you're a nice person to talk to and you uh, seem to be really in tune with other people's problems and you're empathetic and you really show positive regard for the client that comes in. How can we distinguish between the positive environment and vibes that you are projecting uh, to your client versus the actual energy work itself? One of the biggest things I would say is once they are on the table, I open myself up to feel where their physical pain is. So I can locate physical pain on people's bodies that they haven't even discussed with me. And then we go to that particular physical part of their body and do some energetic work. It also then leads me into more of the emotional uh, based on where it settles in the body itself. So we can get to the root cause. So a lot of our emotional um, well-being if it's not taken care of, we'll settle in the physical self. Maybe we should back up a second and discuss what energy work is. Okay, so Reiki is a uh, Japanese technique from the early 1800s that was discovered and presented from Dr. Asui. And uh, it is channeled energy from your divine. So that divine can be God, Buddha, spirit, universe, uh, whatever it is that you, it is your universal so it is universal life force energy that is channeled. Your body then as a client receives that energy healing and processes it. 
I am a channel of this energy. So it's not my energy. I don't take yours. You don't take mine. I'm truly a channel. Can this energy be measured? Is What kind of energy are we talking about? It is energy that we all have within us. So we are all born with this energy. So well, how do we know that it exists aside from saying that it exists? Uh, you can test it. So oh, by okay. putting your hands together, you can feel an energy ball within your own hands. And you can feel that ball and play with that a little bit and measure how wide you can go. Uh, once you go through the Reiki training, you are attuned to different levels of that energy, allowing your channel to be more open to receive and to channel uh, greater amounts of the Reiki energy. Right. So it sounds like that's a subjective experience of the energy. Is there a way that it, it can be independently measured, that we know that it's there, like as opposed to one person or several people or saying that it's there? You know what I mean? Other than your own personal feeling of it. Yeah. Some get the tingling, some get the heat. Right. Uh, Reiki clients on the table feel it differently as well. Some feel coolness in the energy field. Some feel um, heat in the energy field. Is there a device that can measure the energy? Like, what is this? No. There's no device that, not that I am aware of, that can measure the actual amount of energy healing. Um, I know that, uh, I think it's Duke that is doing a study where they have Reiki people coming in and they, uh, through thermal imaging, will measure. So I don't know if that's something that's coming. I don't know enough about that to speak intelligently. I just know that they are doing some type of study to measure the energy. If Tony is sitting next to you and Tony says, yes, of course, you're being very helpful to your clients, but it's for a different reason other than Reiki, let's say, uh, how could we distinguish between what Tony believes and what you believe? Is there a way to, f to know that Reiki is real without the subjective experience? Is it is there a way to know that it's objectively true, whether regardless of what we think about it or feel about it? Do you know what I mean? I'm not really sure how to answer that question. Yeah. I know that I believe. I know that I've seen the results of it. I've been on the receiving end of Reiki before I became and went on that journey. Um, I knew nothing about it. but So laying on the table for the very first time, receiving it, I can tell you it's real as a recipient, which then led me on my journey to learn it. Is personal experience a reliable way to know whether something is true or real? I believe so. Mm -hmm. I have a husband who is a very conservative, skeptical person. Yeah. Uh, and to see him transform that to the point where now when he has a headache, he literally will ask me to do Reiki on him because he knows it works. Uh, he's a very analytical thinker. So. Right. Is the energy that makes up Reiki, is this energy exist in the world and it doesn't matter whether we exist or not? I mean, is, there, is this something that is true? Is this something that if you weren't around or if I wasn't around, that this force could be seen as something that is real and helps people with their problems? I believe we all have it in us. Um, everything in this world is energy. It all boils down to being energy. Reiki is energy. So when you're putting the positive energy toward this additional energy, it converts it to positive energy, positive healing energy. Um, it is available to anybody whenever they want it. They have to just make the connection to it. 
So uh, by connecting to that energy field, I mean, you know, people who have have never been attuned to Reiki, um, you stub your toe, what's the very first thing you do? Grab your toe, right? Oh, okay. Okay. So grabbing your toe, that's the energy that you have within yourself that you know immediately to go and grab it and like, ooh. So that is actually Reiki energy as well. So it's uh, the universal life force energy within all of us that allows us to heal our own bodies. How about a thought experiment? Let's say that I am a voodoo practitioner. I'm just making this up, of course. And people come to me and they want help and I stick pins and dolls and they feel better and they move on. And if the act of sticking pins and dolls was helpful versus not helpful and what turned out to be helpful is just me being nice to that person, how could we find out that about my belief? First of all, if I can clarify, Reiki has nothing to do with voodoo. I understand that. So this right, is just right. a thought experiment. Yeah, I just, Let's yeah, just say are... it has nothing to do with it. Let's just say that I believe. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because Reiki is all about love and light. There I understand, is absolutely but let's just no say darkness. that I believe, and I'm just, this came to my head. Okay. I believe that voodoo is real, and by sticking pins and dolls, we can help people get better and, and overcome their problems and what have you. That is my belief. Okay. I believe it to my core. Okay. How can we figure out whether my belief about voodoo, me being a voodoo practitioner, is real versus not real? I believe it's in your belief. I believe it's in your results. I mean, you're seeing, you're saying you believe in it and you mm -hmm. can stick a pin in and, and create wellness by doing voodoo. Could um, I be helping my clients while believing that voodoo is real, even if it might not be? That would make for a deep thought. Um, I don't know how to answer that question, honestly. I can only speak from the Reiki world, um, mm -hmm. not about voodoo, but I can speak about the Reiki world and uh, offering up this connection, this channel for you to be able to receive yeah. this energy healing. Um, I do believe that, yes, you have to have some belief. However, I'm also saying to you that my husband, the biggest skeptic, had the skeptical mind, but yeah. saw the results. So so let's suppose voodoo isn't real, that what I've been doing is incorrect. And although maybe I've been helpful to my clients, sticking pins and dolls doesn't seem to be uh, the thing that was helping them. If voodoo wasn't the active ingredient in what has been helping them, is there a way I could find that out? Can you compare it to acupuncture? Acupuncture. Acupuncture is needles, but it's into the human body, into mm -hmm. their meridian points. Right. So there are certain points on your body that, and again, I don't know enough about acupuncture to describe how that works, but... So you'd recommend me doing a test? Sure. That I'm trying to think of a test that I could perform to find out if voodoo wasn't real, if it wasn't real, right? Mm -hmm. And you suggested that I would... Compare with acupuncture. Maybe we would have 20 participants and 10 got voodoo and then 10 got acupuncture work. And then we could find out who improved or whose pain went away. Is that what you're saying? I would assume, again, it, I mean, you're asking me to to talk about acupuncture and, and, and voodoo, which... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a thought experiment. So, mm -hmm. and so, and we can move it to your belief, like... 
If somebody wanted to know if Reiki is a real thing, mm -hmm. is there an objective test that we could perform to figure that out? That's all. I would recommend a session, first of all, to, that would be one way. Um, Let me put it this way. If Reiki wasn't real, mm -hmm. how could we know it? How could we know that it's not real if it wasn't real? And I'm not saying that's the case, but if it wasn't real, how could we know that? Is there a way we could find that out? I, I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I know that it works. So for me to say, if it doesn't work, how do we know? And I know that that's, re and, that, and that's a strong belief you have and, right. I, and I get it. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that if it was the case, and I'm not saying this is the case, but if it was, is there a way we could find that out? Is there a way we could find out that it didn't work if it didn't work? Uh, I would say interview clients that have had Reiki sessions done. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? Why didn't it work for you? Did you have a belief before you even walked in there? So... The way you would find out Reiki didn't work if it didn't work is that you would ask your clients and if they happen to say that they don't feel any different or they didn't feel any great positive change, then you would say to yourself, hey, it looks like Reiki doesn't work. Um, sometimes Reiki takes a little bit longer in your body to process. So if they walked out of the session and didn't feel any different, you typically need to give it a day or two later. Okay, so that so, probably wouldn't be a good way to find out if it didn't work, if it didn't work. Right. Is there a way we could find out that it doesn't work if it doesn't work? Again, I only know that it does work. So I really can't answer that question because I truly see the benefit of Reiki and energy healing. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Is it useful to have a belief, any belief, you name it? Of course. Well, <laughs> not finished. <laughs> Is it useful to have any belief that can't be shown to be false? Yes. If a belief can't be shown to be false, then how do we know that it's true? I believe that you can make it your belief to be positive and to be that it works. Um, so having faith, having hope, you know, we're all, um, even with COVID, we all have hopes that it will go away. So that hope has led to other people doing research on it and how to come up with the vaccines. Um, if we had no hope, we wouldn't have gone that route. Does hoping that a belief is true make a belief True? Not always. Nope, not always. So if I hold the belief that voodoo is real and I stick pins and dolls and there is nothing anybody can do to show me otherwise, no matter what anybody says, I will believe that voodoo works. Do you think that me believing in voodoo is a useful belief to have? I believe, yes, that everybody has their personal beliefs. People believe in manifesting and how they manifest. I've seen results of manifesting as well. It's a belief system of being connected and having faith in who you're connected to, uh, whether it's angels or Jesus, God, Buddha, 
uh, Quan Yen, you know, any of the warrior goddesses. Uh, it is who you believe you have the connection with. Um, and you can create your own well-being. You, you know, somebody who has the... Um, Are you saying that me believing in voodoo makes it real? That aspect of it makes it real and true? Uh, again, ask me about Reiki and not mm -hmm. about voodoo. I can answer the Reiki questions. I cannot answer voodoo. Okay. Um, <laughs> and again, I'm just using voodoo yeah, as my belief, as a thought experiment. So right. we can, sometimes it's easier to talk about things in the third person, but sure. yeah, yeah. So my, I guess my question is then, if you believe in Reiki, energy work, and yes. sitting next to you is Tony, and Tony, for whatever reason, doesn't believe in it. He doesn't believe that it works. Mm -hmm. Is one of you correct? Is both of you correct? Is neither of you correct? Is there, is there a truth there? I believe that everybody has the right to their own opinion. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that before Tony would say, oh, that doesn't work, I would say Tony would be asked to do a session to see if it in fact works for him. And of course, you know, everyone's entitled to their own beliefs and, and we're respecting everybody's beliefs. Absolutely. But let's say that Tony undergoes Reiki work and he just doesn't believe it. He just doesn't believe that it's a thing. It works. And you do, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. How can we distinguish Tony's belief from your belief? I don't believe you can. I think it's a personal experience and a personal opinion. But is there a, a greater truth there that either it works or it doesn't work, right? I mean, is there a objective truth there about what we could say about Reiki? I mean, again, I think it goes down to you don't know till you try it. And if Tony and he tried it, and and Tony it, tried it mm -hmm. and it didn't work it for did him. It did not work for him, yeah. So then he moves forward in his life and in his beliefs. Right, but he doesn't, doesn't believe that it works and right. it's real, but you do. I do. And let's say there's a third person who just wants to know what is true, what's right. real. They just want to know that if Reiki is true, how they could know Reiki is true. Everybody is individual. So each client that is on the table receives it differently. Their bodies processes it differently. Well, let me say that. So if, to so if Tony says Reiki isn't true, mm -hmm. and that's his belief, mm -hmm. could we say that Tony is correct in his belief? That's his personal opinion. It's opinion. It's an opinion. Right. It's a belief. Right. He doesn't think that it works. Others have proof that it works. Their knee no longer hurts them, their yeah. body has been healed. Uh, right, but, but he said that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to see how a third person could know what's real, what's true in the world. Right. Is not there any way to know? It. No, not until you try it yourself. But he tried it himself. Tony did. Yeah. But not the third party. Right. So the third party, in order to try to figure out if it works for them, and they have the belief of, yes, it works, or no, it doesn't, it would just be a matter of having a session. Maybe this would be an easier way to describe it. So I have a bunch of chickens running around my backyard, <laughs> uh, as you see. Let's say I don't know how many chickens are in my backyard. You don't know how many chickens are in my backyard, but there is an answer. Mm -hmm. There is an even or odd number of chickens in my backyard. Let's say I believe that there is an even number of chickens in my backyard. You believe that there's an odd number of chickens in my backyard. Could we say that there is an objective truth there, that there is an answer and it doesn't matter what I believe, and it doesn't matter what you believe, that there is a truth there. And I think when I'm talking about an objective truth, something that's real, that's what I'm talking about. I have no way to prove to you 
It's it's the power of the energy and the power of the body. So, what were the chicken? Yeah. What were the chicken example? The chicken example. I mean, you know, you count them. It's it's illogical. That's the analytical brain. You count them, mm -hmm. and then we can find an objective truth. And that objective truth doesn't matter what I believe, and it doesn't matter what you believe, right? Right. So when I'm talking about objective truth, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm thinking about now energy, Reiki, that either Reiki is something that is real, it works, or it doesn't. And it doesn't matter what I believe, and it doesn't matter what you believe. It's something that's real in the universe or not real in the universe. And that's what I'm thinking about Reiki. That's how I'm thinking about it. But it cannot be measured because you cannot see it. As you can see a chicken, you can't see the energy of Reiki or the energy healing. So if you can't see something or measure something, then by default, it is true. Not always. Reiki is a perfect example of that. You can't see it. You can't measure it. You can only measure the results, and, and it's on an individual basis. So Tony, it didn't work for Tony, but it may work for Mary. It may work for Johnny. So each person is has their individual... Um, and I, and I, I see how you're saying that it can work for some people or it doesn't work for other people. Correct. But I want to know if it's a real thing. I want to know if it's something that is objectively true in the world. And you're telling me that it's something that can't be measured and... I'm wondering how do we know whether things that can't be measured truly exist? I believe it goes back to your beliefs, your hopes, your faith, your your Does beliefs. Does me believing it make it exist? Um, it exists. I, I, all I can say is you just have to try it and see how your body reacts to it. It's all about your energy. So if it doesn't, re if it doesn't do anything for me, then it doesn't exist. It still exists. Your body just didn't take it and process it. So there was no way to know that it doesn't exist if it doesn't exist. I know that it exists. Mm -hmm. And your body will let you know if it works for you. There's no, there's no bad Reiki. So even if you came and had a very skeptical belief, you will see the results. You will see that there is a change in your energy. And if I don't? You will. I haven't had any clients that it didn't make some type of change. So anybody who does Reiki will have a positive change? Pretty much. Yes. And there's no exception. If they don't... Yeah, I mean, Tony, you're saying that it didn't work for Tony. Right. But... Uh, the energy is there, and it will make changes. And if Tony says the energy is not there, and he really believes it, I mean, he really believes then that is to his, his core that it's not there. Mm -hmm. So Then that is his belief, and he will go on with his life never having a Reiki session again. Well, I do appreciate you talking with me. Thank you. This Absolutely. has been a very interesting conversation. I really enjoy having these conversations. The reason why I do this podcast mm -hmm. is I find that we live in a time where people have wildly different beliefs mm -hmm. and people are having wildly different beliefs and are feeling very strong about their beliefs. Sure. And sometimes these beliefs can be in opposition 
with other people's beliefs. Correct. And I think we're in a unique time where that's getting us into a great deal of trouble. Mm -hmm. For example, with the vaccine coming out with a pandemic, if half the population won't take won't take the vaccine because they believe vaccines are dangerous and will hurt you, right. and the other half of the population desperately wants the vaccine because they think the vaccine is helpful and will protect them against the virus, mm -hmm. that in that situation, people are holding diametrically opposed beliefs. And it would seem to me that both at the same time can't be true, that there is an objective truth about whether the vaccine works or doesn't. Would you agree with that? Yes. But if Sarah believes that vaccines are safe and effective, and Tony doesn't believe it, from our conversation, it sounds like that there's just nothing we can do at that point. Tony won't get the vaccine. But is there any way we could find out what's objectively true, whether the vaccine is actually helpful or not? You will have measured results of it. So you'll be able to take scientific uh, information to actually have results. Right. So there's a way to measure a scientific experiment to mm -hmm. measure whether the vaccine is safe or effective or not. Correct. Right. Could we do that with Reiki? As I mentioned earlier, I believe that Duke University is starting to do some of the thermal imaging because Reiki energy is typically warm um, and it'll raise the um, temperature of the energy that is being transferred and channeled. So if the Duke experiment comes out and let's say the heat experiment didn't come out as anticipated, that there was no mm -hmm. difference between the Reiki group and the other group. I'm not saying that's the case, but if right. it was, mm -hmm. then you would stop believing in Reiki. Uh, no, because I know that it works. Oh. They've also done studies where they're doing Reiki prior to operations and after operations, and they have statistically proven uh, results. What would you say to a scientist who is studying a vaccine, and it turns out that the vaccine they're studying to help COVID, it turns out that the vaccine doesn't work, unfortunately, mm -hmm. that particular vaccine. And the scientist says, well, that's fine and good, but I still believe that this vaccine works. Mm -hmm. I believe it, even though the research shows otherwise. Mm -hmm. What would we think about what the scientist thinks about the vaccine? Should we go ahead and take that vaccine? Probably not. If the if the results are non-beneficial, why bother? Right? But that is, again, it's a measurable... But if they did the Reiki experiment and they didn't show the heat difference, mm -hmm. why would we say at that point that we'll still go on believing in energy work, but we won't go on and believe the efficacy of the vaccine? Well, because the energy is not just about the temperature change. It's about the end results as well. You're saying that this COVID vaccine, they're finding that the end result does not work. With Reiki, you have proof that it is, it's working. People's lives have changed. People have healed. Um, you know, I've had clients with torn meniscus that never had surgeries because Reiki was done on them and they are absolutely fine now. So, you know, there's proof there there's proof prior to operations and then uh after having reiki pre and post operations that the healing is done a lot a lot faster 
um, and they have better results. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We hold a second conversation with Kim McAllister as she sits down to re-examine her belief in angels right after this short break. This is Mark Solomon, host of Being Reasonable. Do you like the show and want to help? Please subscribe to Being Reasonable as a podcast and maybe even write us a review. Thanks. So the last time you were on my show, I asked you about your belief and you told me about your belief in angels. And I asked you at what level of confidence did you believe that your belief is true? And you said from a six and a half to a seven about And then I asked you, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? And you said six and a half to seven. It's been a while since we've last talked. Has your belief in angels, has it 
strengthened? Has it weakened? Has it remained the same? It hasn't changed at all. You know, um, I still feel very, very confident in my belief in angels. Um, still communicate with them. Still, still enjoy their guidance. So, yeah. And I asked you this before, and I'll ask you again. How do you know that your belief is true? You know, um, that's a good question. And sometimes I struggle with that because I have had these wonderful encounters with angels. I have seen angels. I have talked to angels. Um, I can feel them. And yet there are some times that I have this little tiny bit of doubt that that creeps in because I'm like, how in the world am I talking to angels? But I've seen them. They've been in my bedroom, you know. I've had conversations with them. And yet, because I can't just say to you, hey, look, there's, you know, it still leaves that little bit of doubt, even to me, like, how can this be happening? So it seems like the main reason why you believe in angels is that your personal experience with angels, Mm -hmm. you see them, you sense them, they speak to you, Mm -hmm. and you speak to them. So you have a relationship with angels. Yes. So I think I'm going to ask you some different kinds of questions than I did before. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you ever talked to a family member or a friend who questioned your belief in angels? Yes. And when they've questioned your belief in angels, what have they questioned? So there was this lady at work who came up to me one day and she said, I know that you believe in angels. She said, but I don't. I have absolutely no belief in them. And I was fine with that. And I mean, it's not my place to try to convince people that angels are around. But what I told her is... I told her that I've had these experiences. I've had experiences where angels have come to me, where they've not only come to me like in a dream, but they've actually shown up like in my face. So it's up to her what she believes. But because of my experiences, I just couldn't say that they weren't real. If, and I'm not saying this is the case, if you were mistaken Mm -hmm. for some reason, and angels, let's just say, didn't exist, would your life change? Would your life be less rich, Mm -hmm. you think? Yeah. How so? So angels bring to me comfort and peace and just this feeling of never being um, alone without some sort of guiding light. And I think if you take that away, it just makes things a lot darker, a lot um, less hopeful. Angels bring a lot of love and light and hope to people. And I think if you say they don't exist, and if somebody could prove that angels don't exist, I mean, that would just throw my entire being a mental everything for a loop Um, because it is really ingrained in who I am. So the primary things that angels give you are hope and love. Mm -hmm. Am I missing anything? So 
when I think of angels, I think of, um, I mean, I can see angels, but if I'm just purely thinking about angels, I see almost as, as if it's a bubble of all the good stuff, love, hope, kindness. The angels represent all the positive emotions that people yes, experience. That's, that's what it has been for me. Can you give me a good example of how angels give you either hope or kindness? I think this might answer your question. So with everything going on lately, okay, between the political stuff, um, the virus, all of it kind of there. Yeah. You know, it was really difficult at times to stay in that space of, is everything okay? And I've had so many friends, you know, um, with a whole lot of different beliefs. And I asked the angels, I said, um, what am I missing? Is, is everything okay? What's going on? And the angels told me that I didn't have to change anything that I believe in, that um, I just had to continue to be me. So we live in uncertain times, for example, with the coronavirus and our political situation. And I see how it could be really nice to rely on some entity that conveys the message that everything is going to work out, everything's going to be okay. I get that. When someone believes in angels, let's say, and things don't work out for that person, why do we think that that person is going through a difficult time? Which I don't blame the angels. I mean, the angels don't make things better in my life. The angels aren't going to take things or stop things from happening in your life. I mean, things are just going to happen. But being connected to the angels just seems to take maybe some of the angst away that you might be going through. So are you saying that the angels don't really have any power in your life? They don't change anything. They don't do anything. They just help you feel better about the things that are going on? Well, the angels can give you some direction. It's up to you whether you listen or not, um, because you do have free will. Um, but what if you listen and things go south? If you listen and things go south, sometimes it's just you have to go through that like dark night of the soul. You have to maybe lose that person in your life that you want to have connected to you. I don't really know if I have an answer right now. I know people have come to me and we've had conversations about this where things are just going poorly in their lives and the angels will help try to give them direction. Would it be okay mm -hmm. if I listened to my angels mm -hmm. and my life, whatever I was going through at the time, continued to get worse, would it be okay for me to either 
blame the angels or get angry with the angels or say I'm done with the angels? Do the angels have any culpability? I don't think that they have culpability. I think you're still moving through your life. The angels aren't running your life for you. I get angry with the angels sometimes. I'm like, how can you let that happen? But I always know that the angels are there. What if I got angry with the angels and I said I'm done with them? That's fine. If you're not inviting them in, um, they can't really help you. So they would just stay in the background, you know, and kind of watch over you. I kicked the angels out of my life. They're out of my life. But my life started to improve at that point. What does that say about the existence of angels? I don't think it really says anything. I think it says that you've probably taken some action in your life to get things back going again. Are we saying that if angels didn't exist, then it would be me? If angels didn't exist... Then I'm the one... Making the decisions and... I think you're making your decisions anyway in your life, whether the angels are there or not, but the angels... And why do we need the angels? For me, Hmm? for me, I just love having them with me, knowing that they'll watch over me, knowing that I can call on them for help, knowing that I can talk to them when I'm confused. Is it possible, and again, I'm not saying this is the case, that when people think they're talking to angels, Mm -hmm. they're talking to themselves? So when I'm talking to an angel, a lot of times what I get is this conversation in my head. I don't hear it. Sometimes I hear it externally, but most of the time I hear it within my head, but it is a different voice. It's a different cadence. It's a, I can tell it's not me. If angels, to continue the thought experiment, if they didn't exist, and let's just say you learned that you had been talking to yourself the whole time, let's just say. Okay. Would you be disappointed? Would your life change any? Would you move on? I would be very disappointed. Mm -hmm. I don't think that... So if angels didn't exist and I found out that all these conversations that I was having with the angels weren't really real, I'd be sad. I'd be disappointed. I'd be angry. I would... um, Can we talk about that? Who would you be angry at? I'd probably be angry at myself for believing that. I'd be angry at maybe some of my teachers for, you know, letting me believe that angels were real. I just can't even imagine a world without angels. Yeah. And so that's a really difficult question because... It just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, You know, I didn't always believe in angels. I knew that I was having little conversations when I was younger, when I was little, but I didn't know what it was. And then in high school, I didn't really have all that. But when I started getting into my 20s, um, 
is when I started having a lot of these experiences. It just wasn't as fulfilling. I mean, I, I had a very nice life. Things were fine. But the angels just bring that extra yeah. something to it. So not having them, I, I would feel foolish, embarrassed if the if I came to realize that the angels weren't there, because then I'd be like, well, who have I been talking to? Who have I been seeing? Who have I been having these experiences with? Who, you know, who comes and talks to me all the time? I just, I just can't go back there. I told you this thought experiment last time where I believe that Buddy Holly was a god and <laughs> I truly believe it, and nobody can tell me otherwise, right? What would you think about me if I went years and years believing that Buddy Holly was a god, Mm -hmm. and let's say through a series of events, I found out that Buddy Holly was not a god, and when I was talking to Buddy Holly, I'm not sure who I was talking to. Maybe I was just talking to myself. I, I don't know, but it turns out that Buddy Holly was not a god, what would you think about me personally? So I would think that it would be very sad for you to be in that state where you would probably be trying to figure things out. Mm. And I would... Would you recommend that I try to believe in Buddy Holly again? Or do you think that I should not believe in Buddy Holly if Buddy Holly is not a god? I would... So, since I don't believe that Buddy Holly is a god, Mm -hmm. then I probably wouldn't encourage you to believe in him again, but I would leave that up to you and say, you know, you seemed so much happier when you believed that Buddy Holly was a god. If I felt ashamed that I did believe in Buddy Holly and I realized to myself that Buddy Holly was not a god, what would you tell me about my feelings of being ashamed? I would tell you that you shouldn't be ashamed. You had reasons for believing that Buddy Holly was a god. I would tell you that I know that your faith in Buddy Holly had been rocked, but that you had people here who were willing to, you know, sit with you and talk to you and um, just try to help you sort through what was going on. Um, I wouldn't probably tell you that I didn't believe Buddy Holly was a god. I probably wouldn't tell you I believed he was. I'd just probably sit with you and just be there for you. And I get that from you. You're a very kind person. In this case, do you think it would be better for me to believe in Buddy Holly, even though he is not a god, and I derive great benefit from Buddy Holly, or... Would you recommend that if Buddy Holly is not a god, then I somehow come to terms with that? And I don't know, because that's like telling someone that their faith is wrong. But in this case, it is. Buddy Holly is not a god. 
can you tell the wheels are turning? <laughs> I'm going back and forth because I know Buddy Holly's not a god, but for some reason, it's something special for you. Does it hurt something? Do you go around trying to convert people to think that Buddy Holly's a god? Would I just, honestly, I'm not really sure what I would do if I would recommend that you continue to believe in Buddy Holly as a god, or if I would just say, suck it up, bud, you know, get on with it. But I, I think I'd probably sit with you and say, what was it about Buddy Holly that made you think he was a god? You know, and maybe start that way. Because it's not my place to tell you what to do. Sure. What if I told you that I believed that Buddy Holly was a god because I found that when I prayed to Buddy Holly that he gave me, let's say, hope in situations where I felt hopeless? I would probably say, you know, Mark, um, I don't believe that Buddy Holly is a god, but I believe maybe you have a special connection to him and he's helping to guide you. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if the things that we believe in, we believe in them because we want them to be true as opposed to them being true. What do you think? You know, I've thought about that too sometimes. You know, like, is it just because I want to believe that I believe or is it? True. And then I kind of have to go back to my actual experience, you know, and say, okay, did this really happen? And from what I know, yes, my experiences have happened. So I can't say there's not, I can't not believe in them, you know, because I know I've had these experiences. And I think I might have asked you this question last time. If angels did not exist, would you want to know it? No, <laughs> I would not want to know if angels don't exist because, A, my belief in them is just, it's so strong and I probably wouldn't believe you and I'd probably think you were crazy. But just as a thought experiment, how I learned how... Buddy Holly wasn't yeah. a god. And again, this is just a thought experiment. Yeah. But if for some reason you found that out about angels, yeah. you're telling me you wouldn't want to know that. Yeah. I, I know it's very different from when I said the truth is important to me. But the angels bring me too much joy, too much happiness, too much peace, hope. I would not want that taken away from me. So I'm okay, even if the angels aren't real, believing in the angels. I get it. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.
Now that's what I call funky. Enjoy funk.
something is what something is today. Guess it's better than something. Something's better than nothing. Cause nothing is what something is today. Guess it's better than something. Something's better than nothing. Cause nothing is what something is today. Guess it's better than something. Something's better than nothing. Cause nothing is what something is today. Guess Better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something is to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something is to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something is to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something